Seekers, Joy Givers, anyone looking for an infusion of joy, you've come to the right place. My name is Deb McGregor. I'm the host for this program, and I am so thrilled that you've chosen to be with us today. Friends, we've been focusing on mission this month. What is mission about? What drives us to mission? How do we answer God's call to mission? And it's been so fun to feature different individuals coming in and also talking about the different places where those mission trips are taking place. Today, we're going to another place. We're going to the Dominican Republic. It is my pleasure to welcome to our program today, Pastor Brad Binder and Austin Gracer. Welcome to the program. Thanks, Deb. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Well, I am so thrilled to have you guys here, and I'm really thrilled because I've never talked to anybody who's done mission in the Dominican Republic, so that's an even bigger thing. (laughs) Let's start with the two of you. Uh, You're from Country Faith Church. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, even your faith. Like, have you always known the Lord? Because people don't just all of a sudden jump to doing a mission trip. Although I would probably make up there are some people that go on a mission that don't know the Lord <laughs> yeah. yet. They just go because they're going to help something, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah Pastor true. Brad, let's start with you. Yeah. Well, I grew up in a Christian home. So uh, it's um, I, I, I joke around and say I was born on Saturday and in church on Sunday. I had great parents who raised me in the Lord. and um, But I think my faith kind of became my own in high school. And actually, I contributed to, large in part to a mission trip that I went to to Mexico uh, between my sophomore and junior year. And it, kind of that crisis of faith that everybody goes through at some point. Just seeing a whole nother culture and seeing the need uh, for the Lord in other people's lives just became really apparent uh, on that mission trip and how God can use me specifically was just a whole new experience. So missions right away played a pretty large part in my life at a young age. Yeah, so. I love that. And boy, boy, I would just love to even do a show on crisis of faith. Put that for something <laughs> yeah. for a future conversation. Uh-huh. Austin, how about you? What was your upbringing in, in faith and how did you come to know the Lord? Well, actually, I was, I always grew up with my family knowing the Lord, but I didn't have a relationship with him, at least not one that I knew I should have. It was a lot of questions I didn't understand. So I was always kind of in the background of it. But being very, very close to Brad's brother, actually, um, to this day even, he he got me connected with Country Faith and into drama acting. He just did whatever he had to do to get me to go. And next thing you know, um, I never never looked back. And they had a guest speaker there talking about missions and right away just a fire lit under me shortly after I accepted the Lord in my heart truly and started living for Him. Basically, from that point on, I just knew that God put it on my heart that missions is something that was always something I was going to do. Yeah. So started off going in, into Mexico, and then, um, but my first initial trip that I ever did in missions was in the Czech Republic with Brad's dad, Pastor Jim. So going ever since, all, both foreign and domestic. Yeah, I love this, and mm-hmm. I love that you bring up that it doesn't necessarily mean you need to cross an ocean. No, not like at mission all. happens right here not at, at home. Yep. Yeah. So you mentioned Czech Republic, you mentioned Mexico, mm-hmm. and Pastor Brad. I know you've also done multiple mission trips. Yeah, did a one mission trip to Jamaica would have been my senior year in high school, and then um, did another one with Austin uh, to it's with a mission called Teen Serve, mm-hmm. and. They do it throughout the summers. They do two a year, and they go into a community, and just a a large group of teens come, and they kind of just do acts of service in the community. Kind of their their slogan is is earn the right to speak, and so you uh, they do simple things like painting houses and maybe repairing decks, possibly building a deck, and uh, it was just really cool to see the teens serve and then 
at the end, there's an opportunity to, to invite the people you served to come hear a gospel message at the end of the week. So that was a pretty impactful week as well. I love that. Mm-hmm. We're going to get to the Dominican Republic in just a minute, but I really want to talk about when we use the term mission, what does that really mean? And how do we also take mission and use it as a platform for evangelization? Good question. Austin, you have a verse. Yeah. <laughs> a good yes, one. actually, um, a verse is very simple, but it, it stuck with me ever since I was a kid, and that's Isaiah 6, 8. Then I heard the Lord asking, whom should I send as a messenger to these people who will go for us? I said, here I am, send me. And in my eyes, when I first heard that, it covers so many bases. It's such a vast statement because you walk out your door, you're in the missions field, depending on where your mindset is at and depending on what you're doing. You're in God's house no matter where you go, and you have to have that mindset that Again, you don't have to cross an ocean. You don't even have to go out of the state. Mission-minded is a lifestyle. It's not just something that you do and then you go home, get back to normal life. For me, it was my lifestyle that I went into. Uh, You don't want to have like the weekend warrior. You hear that phrase all the time like, oh, I'm only good on Sundays. Like, no, that's that's not it. That's, That's not the message that I want to live by either. And so missions for me is always having that mindset of helping others and not always doing it for glory. You do it for his glory, but you don't do it for reward. You don't say, hey, look look at all the things I've done. Look, Take all these pictures of me doing this. And very rarely will you ever see me take pictures of myself, and I'm always avoiding the camera. I hate, I just, ah, <laughs> it's not for me. So I grew up always trying to have a good work ethic. Um, as far as manual labor, I had to learn it the hard way, but um, it really tied into missions a lot. Like, don't be afraid to get your hands dirty. Don't be afraid to experience something new, and it might not always work out the way you want. In fact, almost every single time it never works out. That's what being fluid is about and the mission field is about. Amen. And Mm -hmm. I love that you're bringing that up because, I mean, to me, it's always Romans 8, 28 in my mind. I mean, God is always going to use things for good when our heart is with him and when we're doing his work. I also love the mission mindset. That could be another radio program. What is, what is mission mindset? And I love that because you're, you're right. When you walk out the door, where is your mind? And even I would take that a step deeper, not even just mission mindset, but is our mindset for Christ? And what does that look like? And I love that you bring up, you know, the helping people, the serving people and glorifying God in all that we do. Because when we do that, how can we go wrong? Right? Like the world is the mission field, like it's just everywhere. Mm -hmm. I also love as you're talking about this, what's coming up for me is we witness it through the fruits, right? And when mm-hmm. you are doing that and that's the way you walk out the door, like that's the fruit. That's what we see. No, the Holy Spirit is at yep. work here. Exactly. And I love that. Like I'm getting fired up about this. This is, I love this. I can't <laughs> yeah. wait to do the show now on Mission Mindset with you. Pastor Brad, how about you? What do you make up about mission and what this is and, and what that looks like? Well, I think Austin said it really well in regards to it's having that mindset that it's not just a specific location that you're going to. Uh, you know, we went on a missions trip, right, to the Dominican Republic, but we really got to have that mindset on a regular basis. And I think the verse that, that I've been praying about this this week, the verse that just comes to my mind all the time in regards to us as Americans, believers, is Luke 12, when, uh, verse 48, when, when he says, Jesus says, but someone who does not know and then does something wrong will be punished only lightly. When someone has been given much, much will be required in return. And when someone has been entrusted with much, even more uh, will be required. And I just think, man, as Americans, we are so blessed. And uh, at some level, sometimes I wonder if we've been kind of blinded by our privilege. 
mm-hmm. uh, and maybe just put to sleep, we're kind of in this uh, comfortable slumber because of all of our blessings and all things around us. And there is a world out there that, that needs Jesus. And you can scream it from a microphone, but it's super important to serve people and to get out and do things. And we have the resources as, um, as believers, even, even, um, even if we don't feel like we're rich in America, we're rich compared to 90% of the world easily. Absolutely. And so we have so much given to us that I feel like there's a, there's a large requirement on us to bless uh, others and to serve. And sometimes it's easy to just throw money at things. And uh, I, you know, in going to the Dominican Republic, I actually wrestled a little bit in my own heart, like, man, we're gonna spend $15,000 just to take 10 of us to go there what if we just sent them $15,000? Like, what could they do with that? And I know there's other people that ask that same question. Like, why do you send these people on, on these mission trips? I think we'll get to that eventually and we can talk more about it. But there's so much about relationship and community and, um, and just serving one another and, and building kind of a biblical worldview, not just a, a biblical small view of just our area, um, but really recognizing that God's moving all over. And there are needs everywhere. And as American believers, we have the ability to meet some of those needs. Yeah. Um, Amen. So we are going to get to the Dominican Republic. There's one thing I just don't want to completely step over. And it's interesting when you read the Luke verse. What I also often wonder about is when we talk about being blessed with things, I think about even the spiritual gifts. And having done a lot of mission work myself, there's something about, you know, God equips yeah. us, right? And yep. it's amazing how many gifts he pours on all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And it might be there permanently or it might have just been there for a time period when they were needed. It's very fascinating. I find that fascinating sometimes. And I often also think about some of the places that I visited. They are so rich spiritually. Yeah. They may not have the funds, but they are mm-hmm. so rich spiritually. And it's almost like we have just the opposite here in the States. Yeah. And so I was curious, do either one of you want to comment on that piece as well? Well, that was probably the biggest lesson I had on my very first missions trip. Um, we were, I remember it like it was yesterday. We were at an orphanage in the Czech Republic. And we were playing with these kids. And they, they had a shiny new basketball. And they were um, just playing, they were just having a blast. Can't understand a word they're saying. I don't speak any other language. It's kind of embarrassing, but it's true. And um, and the little boy was very determined to explain to me how happy they were. And the translator finally explained that they saved up all their money for that entire year, all the kids in the entire orphanage, so they finally were able to buy their basketball. And the whole time, I felt like I was two inches tall. And they said, we saved up all of our money last year because we were able to find... A basketball hoop and we were able to get it painted so but we didn't have a basketball and a whole year the the translator confirmed that like i come here all the time and they aren't joking it took them a whole year and they were so excited i never saw such joy out of something so simple and now they finally had a basketball i almost wanted to go and ball and um it it's so easy to walk out your door and have uh Forgetting that mindset, that's where humility comes into play. That's where being fluid in the missions field comes into play. There's, there's so many things that are just not going to go your way. And so many things that you like, you've got to be kidding me. But like, no, they live it every single day. Yeah, I have, I have a nice vehicle that I drive around. It heats good. It goes through the snow just fine. It's like, we're, like Brad said, we're, we're very, very fortunate. But you can't, the biggest lesson in my life, uh, as far as missions goes, is you cannot forget the reality of the situation of how blessed we are because then it's so easy to just 
make the water muddy and you lose track of things and you lose track of what's more important. And that's what missions does for my life so much and for other people I've seen on the trips. You can't put it into words. You really can't. You just get there and sometimes you have to tell some of the kids on this Dominican trip even, like, there's nothing I'm going to tell you that's going to explain what kind of impact you're going to do and what kind of amazing things God's going to work in this situation. All I can say is just wait and see. I promise you'll understand when this is all done. And that's all you can do. Absolutely. Not, not an easy way to explain it. Yeah, so. Absolutely. Well, speaking of wait and see, we've got a lot more to come. We're going to take a brief pause. We are speaking with Pastor Brad Binder, and we are speaking with Austin Gracer. They are talking to us about mission, the Dominican Republic, and that's what we're going to get to after this break because we've got so much more to come about this mission trip. Don't go anywhere, folks. Take this brief pause. This is Deb McGregor. Live joy, share joy. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisors Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson. Office is located downtown Bemidji at 122 3rd Street Northwest or at 1202 1st Street East in Park Rapids. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Arise Financial Group, a division of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is Deb McGregor of Live Joy, Share Joy. We'd love to hear feedback on the show. Have you heard a guest who inspired you or drew you deeper into relationship with the Lord? Was there a topic that really resonated with you? Do you have a show idea around joy? We would love to hear from you. We want to build a community of joy. Please email Deb at lifefulofjoy.com and put feedback in the subject line. Realtors Noemi and Harry Aylesworth are happy to share they are now affiliated with Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate First Choice. Serving all of your real estate needs in Bemidji, Bagley, Black Duck, Cass Lake, and surrounding communities. They are dedicated to finding you the home you deserve. Whether you're selling or buying property, they will serve you with honesty and integrity. You can expect a better real estate experience. Life takes you many places. Let Team Aylesworth, Noemi and Harry of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate First Choice take you home. Nourishing Ways by Kelly Joe. Personalized nutrition coaching designed to help women ditch dieting for good and cultivate confidence in themselves so they can nourish their bodies with the food they love without the stress and guilt. Hi, I'm Kelly Joe. I have over 20 years working as a registered dietitian, certified intuitive eating counselor. Let me help you live the joy-filled life you crave. Contact me today on Facebook at Nourishing Ways, that's W-E-I-G-H-S, or call me today at 218-368-4911. This is Deb McGregor of Live Joy, Share Joy. We are speaking with Pastor Brad Bender and Austin Gracer of the Country Faith Church. We're talking about missions. We're talking about this incredible trip they did to the Dominican Republic. But even bigger than that is this opportunity to serve God's people. And as we went into the break, Austin was talking about wait and see. And I know everybody is really wanting to talk about, yeah, wait and see. What does that look like when you are working with youth? And adults, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, well, this trip was planned pre-COVID, so we were pretty excited about going. Um, we got, I uh, reached out to a, a gentleman named Kent Norell, who actually spent, uh, I don't know how many years, 30 years? Almost in the, 30 years. In the yeah. DR, uh, as the director of the YWAM base, and 
uh, asked them for some suggestions. I said, we're taking a group of youth and some adults. What would you say? And, and, uh, and he kind of gave us this idea. I said, there's a Homes of Hope. Uh, is an organization that YWAM works with in the DR, and um, he kind of just filled us in. And so we got pretty excited about it, and you kind of gather people who want to go, and then COVID hit. And it just, you know, the next year we thought, oh, we'll go next summer. And, of course, that didn't happen either. And uh, so this trip took about three years to kind of get up yeah. and going. So, um, yeah, like I, it's a, I, I think even at the last minute we were like, is this going to happen actually? Because, like, something else came, and uh, we actually weren't going to go to Santa Domingo. We are going to go to somewhere else, and then – it was raining like crazy, and then I had to relocate. And uh, so, to answer your question, uh, fluid is is really the, you have to yep. stay fluid. And actually, some people say fluid is too rigid yep. uh, sometimes because it's just there's so many things that change so often. So you uh, you're dealing with people, and you're dealing with um, the world and COVID, and that's one thing we learned through COVID. Things change quickly, and so you kind of write your plans in pencil and. Uh, and then give God the eraser and just allow him to direct things. So uh, we were pretty excited to land and get there. I um, can't even imagine. It's so. just, and it is, it's like there's that, are we going, are we not? Are we going, are we not? Mm-hmm. I mean, it just, it's it's amazing. So Austin, did you feel called to this trip from the start or was this something that God sort of drug you along with? Oh, no, no, I definitely felt called. I The last time I was in uh, the Dominican Republic was in 2014, shortly before I was married. When I was there, it was more an evangelism trip specifically, which was very new to me. That aspect of missions, I'm always usually on the sidelines, manual labor, and I'm the guy that just solves, tries to solve the problems for a lot of other people. And I just kind of keep quiet. I'm always kind of been the lieutenant, try to make the leader's life easier. was always kind of my role. So this was something I was thrown into, and I was like, yeah, there ain't no way I'm doing that. And next day, there I am doing exactly what I said. There's no way I'm doing it. (laughs) So it was pretty remarkable. And ever since then, there's always been a draw for the Dominican. But every time an opportunity came up, I serve on the missions board at Country Faith. And every time it got brought up, a door would always shut. God would always shut the door. And I just couldn't figure out why. And then finally, we made the decision to pull the trigger and go forward with a youth trip to the Dominican, which I've never taken part of to the Dominican itself. And at that point, the new fire was ignited. Uh, Brad asked me to speak a little bit with the youth about submissions and trips and stuff like that. And kids were just absolutely excited. They were, they were so ready to go. And it was so encouraging to me. And so I brought some of my past people that were in missions that I've worked with to just kind of split up some lessons. And every time they're really attentive, very glued to it. And I knew right away, like, no, this has to happen. It's going to happen. And COVID hit. And the whole time, even through frustrations, something always would work out. All the way down to the change of location, too. The kids just dealt with it. And they just said, no, we want to do this. This is something I don't even care anymore. Just what happens. Just as long as we get there, I want we got to do this. And I'm like, I'm just happy as a clown at that point. Uh, just to hear the kids just that excited and passionate about it. It's just like fuel to a fire for me. So that was a huge thing for me. And yeah, like Brad said, fluid is fluid is too rigid. And especially when there's always 
blockades and stuff that the world does, but then God figures it out. Yeah, I love that. Well, and of course, the scripture about, you know, trust in the Lord with all mm-hmm. your heart comes up in this because when we trust in him with all our heart, we you, it is going to work out. And yep. I never heard that fluid is too rigid because I'm always talking about, oh, be fluid or stay liquid or, you know, these type of things like fluid is too, <laughs> too rigid. rigid. This is the new, <laughs> I, I wrote that down, it's going down. Yep. So Pastor Brad, talk to me about ministering as a pastor when you are on a mission trip. How does your role shift into, I, I, I don't want to say like a pastor oriented in the mission field, but what does that look like or does it shift? I, I'm just curious about this. You know, it's funny. I actually went thinking, okay, I, I'm, I'm just going to blend in here. I'm leading the team, but I'm just going to submit to everything that the YWAM team is doing. But actually, the culture over there, uh, not that we don't revere pastors here at all, that's not what I mean, but there's just like a whole other level of uh, reverence for clergy and pastors. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of went in thinking, I'm just going to make sure that the teens do what they're supposed to do. And and they ended up not being like that. Um, Omi Alvarez is the gal who is the leader of the YWAM base. And um, I was uh, just... <laughs> blessed just to get to know her and challenged. I don't know that the role as a pastor changes when you go there, but I do think that you kind of come to the end of yourself. I think that was one of the things I wanted to really express today was we went to an orphanage the second day. And um, this was an orphanage to, in the DR would be, you know, good standards, but in America wouldn't be. And uh, the the children that, that are there had just very severe health issues. And I can remember walking into the first room thinking, uh, there's so much need in this one room. You feel inadequate instantly. You realize, wow, we need the Lord. Like, there's, there's no way we can have an impact here in and of ourselves. And uh, as a pastor, it doesn't matter if you're a pastor, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We, we need the Lord uh, to guide our steps and to allow us. And so I took some major cues just watching. Um, Ava was the gal that was leading us that day and just kind of watched her interact with these kids and uh, show love and show the love of Christ and just kind of followed her. And I was, I, I think my role became just helping position uh, our team to just experience the Lord and to serve. And I didn't really have to do a lot. There was so much opportunity that you just had to get the kids in the right spot. And and I was, I'm just going to brag about my daughter for a second. I was super <laughs> proud of my daughter. She just got right in there with the kids. And again, this was kind of an awkward situation. You can't communicate. And then there's disabilities on top of that that even farther the gap of communication. And, um, you know, when you've got the love of Christ in, and that's what you're sharing, none of those things matter. And all of a sudden, you just see the kids rise up and just do a great job showing love. Yeah, and it was I awesome. Love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, that's absolutely beautiful. It just warms my heart hearing this. <laughs> I do a lot of mission work in Kenya. And uh, one of the things we do is a lot of hospital ministry. And, mm-hmm. you know, same thing. We've got some language things. And yet the minute that we start showing the love and joy of Christ, the minute that we start p- praying, like, it just doesn't matter. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's Jesus. Mm-hmm. He, It's like everything just comes together in his perfect love and his perfect everything. And it's just, it's beautiful to witness and it's beautiful to be a part of it. It changes your heart forever. It like does. You, it you does. cannot come back the same. No. Austin, talk to me about, in addition to orphanages, what are some of the other things that you did on the mission trip? Oh, where do you start? Um, <laughs> it It's always a unique experience because nothing's ever going to go as scheduled. Even if everything's perfectly fine, something always happens. And that's just the norm for me, but uh, that I've come to expect. But the team we were working with are actually professional dancers as well, and they have a dancing ministry. And I, I got to give credit to one of our 
our team members. He got up there and he <laughs> they got him the dance, and it was horrible. He's full-blooded <laughs> he is he's full blooded Norwegian. He literally fell on his face once or twice. It was pretty amazing, but. I'm over there hiding in the corner. There's no way this is happening, and I didn't do it at all, and he did it, so I'll give him credit. But they are just so they're just so awesome to work with. And they um, then we decided, you know, is there anything we can do for you? Um, and the YWAM base is pretty pretty good size, right in the main city. There, there's a couple of them. Um, so we we got a hold of a lawnmower, um, just simple little things like that, just to lighten their load and make their lives easier. And it was so fun. Kids just like, no, we want to do something. Let's put us to work. So we started, our lumber wasn't ready for our house project. We're like, well, we can't just sit here on our butts. So I'm like, oh, this is great. So I don't even have to encourage them. And next thing you know, we're out doing yard work for them. And we're going to the store getting like, there's a bunch of light bulbs burnt out in the house. They can't see properly to cook food for the people there. And I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, this is... So many simple little details that people just don't think about. And there they are studying their Bible, doing their morning devotions in a dark room because they can't see properly and they don't want to disturb other people that are not up yet. And like a light bulb does, a simple light bulb makes a huge difference. So little tasks like that, we found lots of those. Mm-hmm. And then it came time to, um, their, their vehicle was broke down, sadly. And so they had to, we always had to rent buses and trucks to move things, but then we had to move them multiple times because we... We weren't ready to go to the job site, and it was a lot of loading, unloading, same things, things like that. So just submerging the kids into the culture as much as possible is a big thing that we did. And it goes back to what I said earlier is that you'll just, you'll see. I'm not going to explain it to you. I can't, I've been traveling to Latin America countries for almost 20 years. I still can't speak a word of Spanish. I don't speak any. It's kind of sad, but it's true. But I, I kept telling them just because you cannot speak a language does not mean you can't communicate. And it's so important that people understand that in missions. It's the communicational language of Christ himself. And like you just said earlier, it doesn't matter. And they they hooked on to that by about the day two. They hooked on to that right away. And we went to, you know, like Brad said, the orphanage. We worked around the house and just any little tasks we did, we got to meet people coming and going. And then before we even got to the village, there was just seeing them come alive so much is just so encouraging. So Yeah, I love this. Coming alive in Christ, too. Mm-hmm, I can see this. Exactly. Well, I can't believe it, but we are almost out of time. Any final thoughts that you want to share on mission? Pastor Brad, let's start with you. Oh, on mission itself. You know, I was challenged, you know, the spec kind of going back a little bit to Austin's story about the basketball and just how much joy there was for the kids to see the basketball. Um, I think I was challenged the most by seeing the culture and seeing the leadership that was there. They had that same joy and passion for the Word of God, the same passion for the presence of God to share just the message of Christ and the gospel at just the level we don't see every day here in America. And I, I, again, large in part because they've got to live by faith at a level that we don't have to. And so uh, Omi would tell stories about how uh, the light bulbs, they've got four fixtures on the ceiling, but they can't put a light bulb in because they can't afford it or they spend their money to serve the community first. Uh, so they just have to live by faith at a level that we're just not used to. So that mm-hmm. was challenging for me. So going on a missions trip, you think you're going there or at some level you think you're going there to minister to them. But truth is, is there's a two-way street there where yes. you're just challenged and encouraged. Uh, and it's the way God designed it where the community of Christ is building each other up. Yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. 
Austin, final thoughts. Oh, final thoughts. Uh, how do you sum up missions in, in a final thought? Um, it's, it's something where, again, it goes back to you have to have the mindset in your life of living as a missionary, whether you're, you're out of the field full time and you're done, you're, you, you live back in the States and, and you don't go back in the missions field, well, you still can be in the missions field. Um, you just have to have that mindset. You got to be able to walk out your door knowing that you have to lead by example. You're not going to be able to help everyone. That you, everyone gets disheartened because, well, there's thousands of people everywhere. Well, yeah, there is. In one day, you're going to see thousands of people that might need help. But do you use that as a crutch to not help them? Or do you use it as a, I'm going to do the best I can? You have to focus on the better of the situation in any situation. Not only in missions, but in your daily walk. Missions is just, uh, for me, it's the giant umbrella, the fuel to the fire, whatever you want to call it for me, that drives my life as much as possible in all aspects of my life. And just being able to go to the Dominican, like many other trips, seeing all the people, having those close relationships. The relationships are so important. Encouraging them to, to keep going with their amazing walk with Christ because it's so encouraging to us, just something simple that they do. The house we built was just a tool. It was an opportunity. That's all it was. Everything else that happened around it, that's why we were there. Amen. I do believe. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And great things to just really reflect on, I think, for people as well. Mm -hmm. We want to thank Pastor Brad Binder, and we want to thank Austin Gracer for coming in today and joining us. Country Faith Church, talking about mission talking about how it serves on so many levels. We want to thank all of you for also choosing to join us today. Gentlemen, do you promise me you'll come back for these other topics that sure. we, I think, uncovered Absolutely. today as well? Excellent. We want to thank Philip Elke for engineering today's program as well. Thanks so much for listening, my friends. This is Deb McGregor reminding you to live joy and share joy. Deb McGregor of Life Full of Joy. Thank you for tuning in to Live Joy, Share Joy. We currently have availability for corporate sponsors on the show. Do you want to be aligned with all things joy and reach our listening audience? We have several options available, including our joy boosters. Contact your QFM today for sponsorship details.